Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. All free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. We're glad that you are anywhere across the state of Mississippi or on our Super Talk uh, Mississippi website. We're live from Ramey Motors in Purvis, Mississippi, between uh, highways 11 and Interstate 59. Can't miss us on Highway 589. We're going to be here throughout the hour. Kelly Sander, along with producer engineer Michael Merkins, today talking about the uh, USM. Golden Eagle cheerleaders that are actually on the premises today here at Ramey Motors. A little bit later on, Dakota Baker will be joining us from Ramey's to tell us about uh, some of the things that are going on here at Ramey Motors. It continues to get bigger and bigger. They've got a new facility that they're building up out back. He'll tell us about that. First segment of the program is always brought to you by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Made here and loved everywhere. Dickie's is the place to go for your catering needs, whether it's a small, intimate event with just a few people or a large group they can take care of it at dickie's with a wide variety of side selections from their menu dickie's barbecue pit uh, just follow your nose as the old toucan sam used to say uh in the breakfast commercials our first guest this this today from uh, from ramey motors is carlos stokes head coach of the cheerleading squad at southern miss carlos we appreciate you being here and bringing some of your uh, your cheerleaders with you today well it's time isn't it i mean people talk about media days and the ready for the football team but you guys have already been at it yes we uh just got back from camp and um we received the uh traditions award um which was nasty bunch uh our defense here um our all girl got third um in game day and our co-ed, which we brought back co-ed this year, got most improved. Okay, so you say brought back co-ed. So tell us about that decision-making process. And I don't what know led what it that. was about the whole co-ed aspect of it. I just had guys that wanted to try out for our program. So co-ed is back, and they're better than ever. How many How many in, in total do you have? Cheerleading this? 42. 42. Is yes. that an ideal number? A lot? Not, not enough? What's the perfect number? 42. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the number might be that year is the perfect number, right? Yes. So how long – let's let's rewind the tape here a little bit. Uh, auditions took place like in what, April for this year's squad? It was the 1st of May. 1st of May. 1st of May. Okay, and you, are, you put the word out that that's going to happen. So even high school seniors that might be coming in as freshmen, they have an opportunity to do it to audition for the squad. Take us through the tryout process. Tryout process uh, goes through um, actual – skills of what you can do um skills of stunning and then biggest for me is the interview 
what type of person are you or what are you going to bring to our program and um yeah. okay okay and and cheerleading has evolved over time because it used to i was joking with the young ladies that back in my day it was just literally ready okay and it was a cheer and that was it but man the gymnastics prowess that uh, that the athletes have to show these days tell us about how cheerleading really has evolved over time cheerleading has evolved into like it's kind of like acrobatic but at the same time like your skills um go to a point of you can have a back handspring but i require a back tuck so this year that one of the things that we're doing is we're requiring a tumbling class that i will host every sunday to make sure that our tumbling skills are up so when you went into you mentioned you have 42 members on the team was that a number that you were uh set upon or it just so happened that you liked 42 athletes i'm never set okay i am never set so if it was 50 it's 50. do you have a limit on the high end as to how I many can, okay <laughs> all right so how you talked about the co-ed teams and the and the all-female teams tell us the obviously besides the gender what are the differences in the way they perform or how they're assigned or like that at like game day for example we are all equal um both teams perform the way that they need to so my thing is with my co-ed squad yes you have the guys they're the more dominant you know factor in that and then i have my leaders on the all girl which one of them is here right now <laughs> does the routine change from year to year and if so where does that come from where's the idea the genesis of how it will be this year as opposed to maybe years in the past um the dynamic does not change whatsoever it's just about what's going to represent our university the best and and that's kind of esoteric you know so what, yeah. what is there something you can kind of further define that by what are what will fit our university the best or is it just kind of a gut feeling that you have to go by based on it's experience? Really, it's really good. Okay. It's really good. Um, you have to be a good person inside and out. You have to represent the university inside of uniform and outside of uniform. And um, so far right now, no problems. Yeah, are there are there tenured spots on the cheerleading squad? Meaning if you make it as a freshman, are you there like the Supreme Court until you graduate, die, or whatever? Or do you have to try out every year? You have to try out every year. Okay. And what percentage of the athletes that make it, say, their freshman year and continue to try out, make it year, year to year? Very few. Really? The ones that, that try out a second year or whatever don't make it? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Why is that? You'd think that they would be the shoe-ins. You would think. Yeah. But, 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 but sometimes we get lazy. Ah. Somebody outworks them, huh? They, they take it for granted? Yes. They, so tell us now, um, we know that the football team reports on August 1st. Practice will begin August 2nd. Mm -hmm. You guys have already been at work. Take us through the summer, and, and what's ahead for your 42 athletes now heading into the football season and the right. academic year? All right, 42 athletes. We start uh, back August 21st, and then we will continue to work on pregame and getting that together new pregame coming to you guys um, and then um from there we're just in full circle like they come back august and then we're on schedule okay now new pregame 
Oh, no. Right, no, no. I'm still writing it. No, okay. Well, take us through that. Tell, what do you mean you're still writing it? How does that work? Yeah, it's 42 athletes. you got to place them where they need to be placed. And the ideas that I have right now in my head, amazing. Okay. So and you, so you'll incorporate all 42? In yes. The, okay. Yes. And you go back. I mean, you you from the Madison Central? Did you go to Madison Central? Or, I did. Yeah. I thought Madison Central High School. So they have a rich tradition, obviously, and a lot of uh, do a lot of things very, very well. What made you want to continue on uh, with your cheerleading career and then get into this the administrative side, Actually, the coaching side? Actually, I was a drum major of the band, and I'm kind of upset. Last night, uh, DCI was here at yes. Hattiesburg last night, yeah. and I wasn't able to go and like witness that but that was like pretty much my path like band i played the trumpet and that sort of thing uh second chair and that but cheerleading was something that i saw on tv after watching a baseball game and i was real big in baseball and so after that baseball game it was the braves and um they won and then i went to the bathroom and i came back it was like cheerleading. I was like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's what sparked all this. And it was collegiate cheerleading, not high school, not junior high. It was the collegiate aspect of it. And, if, and you'll watch some of the ESPN channels and see the, the college cheerleading teams from all over the country. This is about as competitive as, as it gets. When did the national competitions, Carlos, come about? And how have they evolved over time? Because, I mean, it's, it's serious always- stuff. They've always been there. I mean, even on the high school level, they've always been there. Um, You know, we have our regional states, and we have the state championship of Mississippi. And then now, in our state, more teams are going to go for that national title. I have two right now. (laughs) And Orlando, I know, is a big place. Yeah. Where they they host a lot of that. Does Dallas also um, have some? Dallas. We went the NCAA route. Um this past season with Southern. So I'm getting them back into the competitive atmosphere. Okay. And when you say you're writing, I want to go back to the pregame that you're talking about. When, when you're writing this, where do these ideas come from? Me. Well, I know I understand that, but I mean, <laughs> is there something that, is it, is it a piece of music that might say, we're you know, that it, is there music accompanying these routines? Yes. The, okay. um, our band. Okay. Okay. So I have to go with the band and then say, I want this to happen here, I want this to happen here, and I want this to happen here. So it's kind of, I mean, it, it's kind of your own mini marching band without instruments. Without instruments. Right. What percentage of, of the athletes come from a cheerleading or gymnastics background of, of your athletes? All of them. Okay. <laughs> rarely, rarely, if ever, does somebody make it that doesn't have that kind of a background? It's very rare. But it, hap- it, has, happened. it, it has happened. And I would think, and I would just think... Um, that it's a little bit easier for the, the guys because the competition isn't as fierce. No? Yes? I agree with you. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, look, we got uh, Jerry Rafferty and Steelers Wheel in the background as we go into commercial break. When we come back in segment number two, we're actually going to talk to some stars of the show. Some of the cheerleaders are here in the house today at Ramey Motors. The Eagle Hour live from Ramey Motors and Purvis continues after these commercial messages.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Thanks to Southern Miss cheerleading coach Carlos Stokes, who joined us in our first segment. We're going to talk to some of the cheerleaders themselves here in just a second. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by Campus Bookmart. It's in the bright gold building right across from the main entrance to campus on Hardy Street. You can't hardly miss it, and it is the one-stop shop for all of your Southern Miss swag, particularly for football season. They've got all the different sizes, different colors of shirts, T-shirts. They've got polos. They've got everything you need, including things for the house as well. That's uh, Campus Bookmart. They're open 24-7 on the web at Campus Bookmart. That's Campus Bookmart with a T dot org. Joining us now here on Set Bailey, Abby, and Gianna. Bailey and Abby are seniors, part of the uh, cheerleading squad. Part of the squad today is up in in Jackson, taking part uh, something with the uh, Mississippi Braves up there. But Bailey, Abby, and Gianna, who's the junior, uh, with us today uh, here at Ramey Motors, and we appreciate all of you, all of you coming. First of all, Bailey, let's start with you. How, how many years now is this for you on this cheer squad? This is the fourth year. For you, I want to make sure we get her mic turned up there. Okay, so um, and it never—I would think that it gets. Does it get any tougher year to year? And what is it that keeps you you coming back? Because a lot of students would say you miss a lot of the student experience because you're so much time with this. Well, I guess since I cheered since I was little, cheering is the experience to me, like tailgating and all that. We still get to go, but I would rather be on the sidelines cheering during the game, watching up close than in the stands. You have the rest of your life to watch. Oh, well, that's that's a nice way of putting it, I guess. So as a senior, have you thought about this as kind of your last hurrah, that this is it, and how have you dealt with it? Okay, you're not worried about, not kind of melancholy that this is going to be it? I'll probably be sad when it's finally over, but right now um, I'm excited to enjoy my last year and kind of get out in the big girl world. All right, Abby, let's a- ask you the same same question. How, well, how many years is this for you now? This is my fourth year, too. Fourth as well, mm-hmm. okay. And what's different, how are you different now as a cheerleader than, say, when you first came in as a freshman? Oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> um, probably I'm more like team oriented than I was before like what keeps me coming back really is the friends that I've made and the times that we've had at games and stuff not really even the cheerleading anymore one of the things I don't think that people really understand is the is and I I put the the support teams like the cheerleaders the band in there with the football players I think you guys work every bit as hard and you're giving up as much of your summer if not more then tell us more about something that, that we might not know about cheerleaders, that we should get the word out about cheerleaders, about the work that you guys put in. Well, probably really just the practices that we put in. Like, yeah. we have to make sure we know what the band's playing. We have to make sure all 42 of us are on the same page, knowing the counts, knowing the stunt, the tumbling. So I think... Everybody sees the big picture, the show we put on, but they don't know like what goes into putting that show on. Well, and and, and do you guys practice outdoors, indoors, we or do both? Outdoors both. usually. Okay, so so you're out, you're exposed to these uh, hot temperatures and mm-hmm. stuff. So how do you guys deal with the heat? We drink water. <laughs> just, just <laughs> but you can get weighed down, I would think. Uh, yeah, we have to take a lot of breaks. Like we'll do a couple stunts, a couple tumbles, and then we'll have to sit down for like 15 minutes and kind of 
hydrate. Now, Gianna is here. She's the only junior, so she's representing the junior class. And Gianna, tell us about your background and how you got involved in cheerleading, I'm, I'm guessing, at a young age. Yes, I've been cheering probably since I was about five years old. I went to Ocean Springs, which is a very competitive cheerleading team in high school. Greyhounds in the house. That's right. Represent. <laughs> um, so I've been doing all-stars and competitive high school cheer my entire life since I've been able to. So for me, being a college cheerleader was always my end goal and my dream. I want to be able to cheer till my body physically can't anymore so i'm gonna do it as long as i can and i want to ask all you guys did, did any of you like try the dancing thing and then and then gravitate toward cheer or how did, uh, i tried the dancing thing till i was probably about in middle school and then i would have a dance headache every single day i'd have to go and about that time my mom was like okay you know dance isn't her thing we can go back to cheer and i just fell in love with it and kept going from there and so you, here were, I am. you were doing both at the time i was doing both i would go to dance one day a week cheer the next day and ultimately cheer was just my all-around favorite thing abby you did the dancing thing too yeah tell us about it i did i did well i grew up doing competitive cheer from the time i was like in second grade and then i took a break and did competitive dance and that just wasn't really my thing so I ended up back doing cheer. That's interesting that you say it really wasn't wasn't you. Then what about you, Bailey? You didn't do the dancing thing. I was not a dancer. <laughs> Good for you. I mean, you knew right away, right? right. Tell us about the makeup of uh, this year's squad. And Coach Carlos Stokes was telling us now the the co-ed squad is back. What kind of dynamic does, and how does that dynamic change now with the guys back in the fold? It makes things more interesting for sure. But um, yeah, I started out as a co-ed. And then we didn't have as many guys try out for the past two years. So now we had a lot of boys sign up and try out, and we have about seven, seven, I think. So, yeah, we do a lot of things together with All Girl, and then we also have, like, our own sidelines we do alone. Now, how are the guys doing? Let's be honest. Are, are the guys fitting in okay? Oh, yeah, they've been really good. We had about, what, two or three who were new and never cheered before, and they've just come in and rocked the house. Um, they learned, like, instantly and have been able to do some of the skills that some of the guys who've been cheering a longer time have been able to. One, one of the questions we get, and I don't want you to share anything that you're not comfortable with, but you guys are, are scholarships to a degree, right? Cheer, cheerleading is, and, and I would imagine that's relatively new, or have you guys always been on scholarship your college careers? Um, I think I've always gotten one, but it's not to the extent that a normal athlete would get a scholarship. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a crumb compared to right. maybe what the football players or, or basketball players get. But that's not really why you do it anyway, right? Though, right? What about the, what about the uh, what's the goal for this season now? Especially you seniors. We mentioned this is the last hurrah. Uh, won't get to do it after this year, I'm guessing. Yeah, I just really want to enjoy my last year, kind of not take any moments for granted like i have been doing this my whole life and now it's kind of wrapping up so do you, do you think you'll ever come to to a time bailey where you look back and go man I, I really gave up a lot of my college experience because i was doing this cheerleading thing you know um no really not just because that is my college experience that's why like i came here i wanted to cheer i wanted to go to school here and that is my college experience. I don't think I'd wanted it any other way. Shiana, when you said you look back on your dancing uh, compared to cheerleading, that you knew pretty early on that dancing wasn't for you and that cheer was more for you, what was it about the two, the two um, 
what's what's the word I'm looking for? Disciplines. Mm-hmm. What was it about the two disciplines that you, you knew that cheerleading was more for you? For me, cheer was more competitive and like upbeat, and I'm a very like go 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 person. So when I did cheer, like we were always going to competitions, we were always like learning a different skill and pushing my body to a higher limit, and that's what I like the most about it because I'm always learning a new skill. I'm always working on something to perfect it or to learn a different thing in cheer and that was like what kept me going I kept wanting to learn and kept wanting to get these better skills to be a better cheerleader physical fitness I would think not to overstate the obvious but is a big part of this puzzle right so how do you guys do you have a training regimen that you that you work on off season in season does it change kind of fill in some blanks for me so during the summer we have to turn in like a certain amount of workouts a week like we video ourselves and we post it and then we have to make sure we do a couple, like, tucks here and there. Um, then during the school year, we usually practice, like, 5 a.m. We'll have workouts some days. What time? 5 or 6. Like, it's all early to me. Class. 5 a.m.? Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> you got Yeah, you got to be disciplined uh, to do that. But that's all. That's all. And then, then go to classes. And, and then, then practice at night. After that. Mm-hmm. With as much experience as the two seniors, Bailey and Abby, that you've had do you guys do the seniors ever like get any input like i mean i know carlos has a vision as to and it's always worked right but i mean what sort of relationship do the seniors have with coach stokes where they can say well, what about this or what if we what if we tried that we're tier three he says yeah so he runs his ideas or his commands past somebody and if it they are gone then we're tier three and we give our input we get the word out all this stuff so he listens to us he wants our input but it's not as important as like our co-coach or somebody else like if, that. if there is ever any disagreement is there anything generally that it always revolves around um is is the, is the term choreography a proper term to use in cheerleading yeah choreography yeah uh, uh, um probably the We've gone back and forth with the way we communicate. So which apps will be more proactive into getting the word out rather than just a text message? Because, you know, people don't read their text messages. So. Apps. We use One, Michael Mergens. <laughs> come a long way from the old a telephone call now to the apps. Okay, so you guys are getting ready for the season coming up, the opener, uh, Alcorn, that first uh, Labor Day weekend in September. What are some things you guys uh, tighten up, so to speak, getting ready for the football season? we got to get pregame going and perfecting it, making sure it looks fun and enjoying for us, too. And he says he still hasn't got it completely written yet, so you're not completely sure what you're going to what you're going to be facing, right? Right. Well, we, on behalf of all Southern Miss football fans, we appreciate your work, and we do acknowledge and know that it is work and um, that uh, the cheerleaders work every bit as hard as, as the band and the, and the football players to make your viewing experience as part of a football Saturday, a memorable one at The Rock. Bailey, Abby, and Gianna, three of the Southern Miss cheerleaders have been with us at Ramey Motors. The rest, a lot of the team is up in Jackson today, as we mentioned, with the um, with the baseball team, the Braves up there. Thanks. We'll see you all soon. Thank Thanks you. for coming. When we come back, we'll be talking with Dakota Baker from Ramey Motors. We're live in Purvis. The Eagle Hour continues in just a moment. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. 
Fourth Street Bar and Grill brings us the third segment of the Eagle Hour. Tomorrow's Catfish Friday at uh, Fourth Street Bar and Grill. Everybody knows your name, kind of like the old TV show used to be, and everybody there bleeds black and gold. Southern Miss fans always at Fourth Street Bar and Grill for the uh, Blue Plate Lunch. Nine ninety five includes your drink. That includes your uh, tea, soft drink, whatever else uh, you might want to have. And it's your pregame and postgame party place, 4th Street Bar and Grill, with the uh, pool tables and darts. They're just waiting on you. Tell them that uh, we said hey and that we will see them soon. Thanks to Slade and everybody at 4th Street Bar and Grill sponsoring this segment of the Eagle Hour. Kelly Sander along with Michael Mergens. We are live uh, on the Eagle Hour from Ramey Motors in and power sports i should say ramey motors and power sports in purvis between highways 11 and interstate 59 you can't hardly miss us if you just turn left off of highway 11 or right on interstate 59 you'll find us here and the campus so to speak here continues to get bigger and bigger and dakota baker is here to tell us why some of that why some of the expansion is taking place and some of the things going on here at ramey's as always dakota now home of, we can officially say home of the state champion Purvis Tornado we baseball got team. got this year. Got right. Or P-Town, is that You one? know. Okay. That's right. right. That's right, man. It was a great run this year for the guys. It was fun to watch. A uh, great battle there. Catch you, you call it Battle of 589, whatever you want to call it. With summer, all that was good, good games there. But, yeah, man, we uh, got some expansion going on up here. We're building a huge new shop down the hill for all of our service work. Uh, we've just got overwhelmed selling so much stuff, getting boats in, lawnmowers in, tractors. We just run out of room, so we just built a nine-bay shop down the hill. So, Hopefully in the next few months we'll uh, transition everything down there. So if you come on top of the hill, sales, bottom of the hill is all your service work and stuff to get you know any parts and accessories you need down there as well. Uh, yeah, man, but it's it's been a journey. We've uh, it's it's been a lot of uh, headache and a lot of hard work moving dirt for sure. Now, now the school, we, the public schools, you know, most of them are starting or have started already. So you kind of think that you're transition from summer to fall, but it, the calendar still says summer. So when will you guys? So are you guys still in summer mode here? Or? Still summer mode right now, but Kelly, you know how the weather is here in Mississippi. You'll stay in summer mode till November. Really, that's what a lot of people don't understand. Like we'll sell lawnmowers. We, two years ago when it was hot, we were selling lawnmowers right for Christmas. So, but I mean that's the good thing about having a diverse setup like we do. Man, we can sell whatever you need year round. Uh, campers, that's our big thing right now. We're literally the cheapest in the country on any Coachman Apex uh, trailers, and we have some uh, motorhomes as well. Cheapest in the country. You will not beat the prices on these right now. And there are different classes of motorhomes. Yeah. Learning. Yeah, we got a little class A's. We don't do anything real, real big, um, but just keep it kind of small, mom and pop stuff. Just you know, just running here and there. We don't have none of the big, you know, diesel ones. Um, but man, we've we've been blowing those out here lately. Tractors have been really good. Um, you know, food plot season's right around the corner too, so that's going to be a big hit here in the next couple months once everybody gets back in the swing of school and kind of gets planted back in the roots of that, and then it'll be kicked off again. We talked about the power sports. You've got boats out here in the parking lot. Yeah, we. Uh, it's, it's been a crazy year for boats, man. We've had this has been the best year we've ever had on a pick and XL up a year ago was, was heaven sent for us. Uh, the duck boats have been killing it. Bay boats from Bulls Bay and Avenger. Um, it's, it's been great, man. Financing still pretty good on them. The rates are, you know, they're coming down a little bit, not much, but we're seeing good rates for, for those good prime customers. But, man, also we, we hit it from each spectrum to a $10,000 boat to $120,000 boat. So we keep it diverse just like we do with everything else. About the only thing that I haven't seen, and it might be just because I haven't looked closely enough because you do have a lot of different vehicles here on site from two-wheeled varieties to four-wheeled varieties, electric bicycles. 
You know, I've, have you guys? <laughs> not yet, but it's. I think it's coming. I want to say yeah. Honda's actually going to come out with an electric scooter or like dirt bike. Um, but yeah, it's coming. It's. It's. I think everybody's going electric now. So we'll see. I know Gravely's got electric lawnmowers. So it's all coming down the pipeline for us. See, I, I've never. My problem in years past with the battery-operated stuff is that the batteries never lasted very long. But technology has caught up. Technology's getting better. So we're seeing it a lot in our handheld steel um, department right now. They're making better batteries, more amp hours for your blower. Weed eaters, chainsaws, they're not as loud, uh, they don't require fuel, but of course you know how it is when a battery's dead, hey, you can't just go fill it right back up, it takes a little while to charge, but it's all coming down the pipeline for everything. I think in the next 10 years you'll see just about every two and four wheel product having its own line of electric. Now you talked about uh, Honda coming out with, with potentially a, an, an electric bicycle or whatever, you've got a Honda sitting right behind you, that is not a bicycle. But I wouldn't call that a motorcycle. What, you, what do we call that? You probably rode them back, and that's the Super Cubs. 125 Super Cubs, and then they had the trails, which we've sold out of the trails now. But these, the vintage Honda is real big right now. They've come back with all the vintage stuff. But the trails, the Super Cubs, um, they're, all those are coming back in the retro style, and they're, they're, they've been doing well. And the super, super, that's just the, the, the that's the model of yep Honda okay. Super Cub yep and that's you know they, they sell real well in the coastal cities things like that and then some guys we've actually had guys want us to put them back in the crates to collect them and put them in a you know climate controlled storage unit because I mean they don't make a lot of them and now they got the OD Green Trail Edition which is probably more what you have rode back in your day not the Super Cub because the trail's more of your off road bike uh, but yeah the vintage stuff's coming back in full swing well the Model T Ford is what I actually <laughs> did you get up front crank on it a little bit <laughs> yeah a little bit uh, I noticed when I when I came into Ramey Motors uh, today that the parts and service department uh, has a lot more merchandise than I ever remember. Seeing. Yeah, uh, Brian uh, Brian made a big fall booking order. We're going to try to carry more scopes this year and just get more diverse in the hunting area because we've done well last year with hunting supplies. So Brian uh, diversified it a little bit more, ordered more feeders, just a more variety of things. And we're thinking about possibly moving that wall you see there back a little further to make it a bigger area to show off all that stuff to be able to sell and have the room for it because right now we're limited on space, of course. But that's hopefully coming down the pipeline as well, get a little more area for our uh, sporting goods store. But as we get later into the summer, it's still barbecuing and, and grilling time officially ending i guess with uh, labor day in september a lot of people are going to be having their fantasy football drafts and things like that you still got plenty of grills to choose from the grills not so much we pretty much sold out but we are out uh we got the uh, bayou classics over here uh we do all those you can you know we got fryers you got boilers whatever you need i mean we can get the grills the grills have been a lot harder to you know keep in stock at the time but we right. still got your fish cookers and crawfish pots and things that are burners and you stirs and all that good stuff we still sell the pellets for the uh, pellet grills but Lately, it's been hard to get to get the pellet grills back in stock. Ramey Motors and Power Sports in Purvis. Uh, Dakota Baker is with us. Dakota, let's talk about the online uh, opportunities that people have. And you, and you guys do, uh, compared to other businesses that I've been around, you guys do a, a, a really good business online. So that's, that's basically, I'd say, Kelly, probably 90% of our, 95% of our sales come. You know, we all post on Facebook. We have Brian Market's really good with our Ramey Motors Facebook page. The car guys have, you know, car gurus where they post on. We have our own RV and Marine websites. It's got detailed pictures of everything. Um, and then you can get on there. If you find a boat you like, you can always go on there and do a secure finance app on it. comes right to our computers. And, you know, you don't even got to show up. You can literally do an app on the phone or you can do it online like most people do get you approved run the numbers if you like everything the boat will be ready you come sign and drive you're not here five minutes a lot of the vehicle manufacturers now on on the new new side they're getting away from sedans now aren't they a lot of manufacturers are seems, saying seems to be that way i mean i would think in the next five or six years you're not going to have but maybe one model of a four-door sedan per 
I guess, make because, I mean, they're just not doing well. These little mid-size SUVs get better, just as good, if not better, fuel mileage. they got more room in them. The safety is the biggest thing, of course, and that's where they're doing well at right now. But we, uh, we've we having a hard time getting them. I mean, the lot, they're getting some better units on our car side right now, but it's 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 getting hard to find them. In Mississippi, the truck is always going to be king, isn't it? The truck's always king, man. You see out there right now, we got half tons, three-quarter tons, one tons. we got a few cars, a couple of really nice minivan, and a couple of Jeeps in stock, but, man, the truck. You, you can't get away from the, just a four-door, four-wheel drive. That's that's going to be your bread and butter year-round no matter what. Actually sounds like a Santa family reunion, quarter tons, half tons. <laughs> <laughs> we like to eat in I our family. Ain't nothing wrong no. with that. Hey, Dakota, you got a, a little coaching in your blood, the, the softball team. Yeah, man, we took, it, we took it a long way. Me and Tony had our little six-year girls. Uh, we won our little division, of course, at Purvis, and then, you know, practiced hard and went to state and uh, came in second at state, lost to Northwest Rankin, and got the uh, bid invite to the world series and we were kind of you know up in there what do we do here what do we do here 13 teams you know louisiana mississippi georgia alabama and so we're like what the heck let's just let's go give it a whirl and man it was a uh it was insane to say the least i mean these little girls played their hearts out coming in third in the World Series, yeah. out of Purvis, we had three teams to choose from, thirty girls to choose from. That was, I mean, dude, that was craziness. I mean, I, I, there's no other way to describe. Hey, it. Purvis got a reputation putting out softball and baseball players. That's true in this yeah. area. Yeah, we know how to we know how to grow them here. You know, we talked uh, talked a little bit about how you know interest rates are coming down a little bit, but they're still higher. You know, quite frankly, than than maybe what people have been used to. But that does not seem to be slowing people down. The realtors are saying the same thing. It's really not. <clears throat> Tractors have been doing a lot better, though. They're, uh, they've got some 0% options on a few of the models we carry. And they have good low-rate options. You lose a small rebate, but it's a, it's a lot better than paying an 85 9% interest. But you're right on that, Kelly. I mean, it's really not slowing very, very many people down from buying at all. You know, and, that's, and there are different creative ways, too. I mean, even on the real estate side, you know, people are talking about, well, you can buy down points and you can finance it this way or that way i mean if there's a way that people can sell money which is essentially what you're doing yep um they'll they'll figure it out that's what they're doing i mean basically you lose a, a two thousand three thousand dollar rebate to get the rate from eight to zero and so so how will the showroom look differently dakota say uh today than it will look say at the end of september beginning of october so the showroom maybe not not so much but now once we move the big shop out here kelly in the back where you've been before now we're turning that into showroom maybe at the end of september we're shooting for that that's going to be totally revamped like this and we're going to have boat inventory inside tractor inventory inside i mean it's going to be huge huge shop back there taller than nothing but showroom and this is this has been on the drawing board for a while five years now you know, finally making it a reality and and you hope uh, in a perfect world for everything to be done when we're hoping to be completely done with everything by november well, let, let's hope that the, that is the case. Uh, Ramey Motors is where the show originates from live today. Dakota Baker has been with us. He's going to rejoin us in the final segment. We'll tell you about some shows that are upcoming here on the Eagle Hour as we uh, count down to football. Uh, media days, of course, the last couple of days in New Orleans. We'll be telling you about some of those interviews we put together. A lot more stuff, as we used to say back in the day, when the Eagle Hour continues live from Ramey Motors and Power Sports and Purvis in just a moment. Southern Miss to the top. Live from Ramey Motors and Power Sports in Purvis, the Eagle Hour continues. 
This segment brought to you by D1 and D-Bat Softball and Baseball Academy. All right on the left side, ready for uh, softball or baseball to wind down? Heck no. Are you ready in there? The cages are always where you can set curveballs, different speeds that you'd like. The machines, everything is always wiped down really clean, making sure that uh, you know, be protected there from different people that are using the facilities. Also on the right side, they'll tailor make programs just for you to get into whatever level of condition or shape that you want to get into, understanding that anything is better than where you are now. And of course, speaking of baseball, tomorrow this program will originate live from the Dixie Youth Baseball World Series at the Larry Doliak Baseball Complex uh, in Hattiesburg off of Veterans Memorial Drive. Hattiesburg hosting the Dixie Youth World Series. I think the first time they did that was 1989. And I had the pleasure of uh, being able to coach in that World Series. So it's a big event, and we're going to be featuring that tomorrow on our program. We'll be talking with some of the uh, players from the Hattiesburg uh, teams that are going to be playing in that Dixie Youth World Series. We'll be talking with uh, Hattiesburg City of Hattiesburg representatives visit Hattiesburg to talk about uh, what the economic impact of that event is. And in future programs, of course, we just got back from immediate days for football for the Sunbelt Conference from New Orleans, and we've got interviews with every single one of the Western Division coaches that Southern Miss is going to face this year, uh, their prognosis for their particular season, some players that you'll be wanting to watch for on their team as they take on Southern Miss. But the Eagles also play two teams from the Eastern Division. They will play at Appalachian State, and they will host Old Dominion. We also talked to uh, coaches for both of those teams and some of their players about uh, the upcoming season. So we'll be, we'll be bringing these to you periodically all the way as we count down to the opening day of uh, college football season, which is that Labor Day weekend, that first weekend in Hattiesburg when the Eagles will host Alcorn. And the players will report on August 1st. That is next Tuesday. Then the first practice will be on Wednesday morning. The second, they'll get out there at uh, 8.15, I believe, in the morning before um, that, before their very first practice as we count down to the kickoff. Dakota football right around the corner, but the MHSAA kind of cracking down on some things. If things get a little bit too hot now, they're going to say you got to got to limit how much uh, time you can be out there on the field it's a bunch of sissies man come on we never we got to drink water out of a hose we didn't have cold water i mean come on every it's it's something new every year kelly but i mean i get they're trying to protect the kids and, and that's good but it's um i'm excited to see gore this year gore jr I think it's his year to break out at Southern, man. I, the little kid at Purvis, Moses Cummins, kind of reminds me of him. Not just an over, over, overly big guy, but got a lot of heart and a lot of grit on the field. I'm, I'm anxious to see both of them uh, this year, but I'm, uh, I'm more or less to see what Gore's going to do to break there were, out. There were some Southern Miss fans really panicked when because he was Frank Gore was originally scheduled to be at Media Day. Yep. And then when he was scratched in favor of Cole Cavallo, of course the natural instinct for any fan is that, uh-oh, what happened? Did he get hurt? Did something happen? But no, actually, he's he's rare and ready to go. And the good news was, and most of you probably already know this by now, his son was born, um, and so he's been able to spend time with mom and and uh, and his son. And you know, you don't get that time back, right? And so uh, it was an opportunity for him to to stay home. And of course, Coach Hall having the family attitude that he has about his team, said, no, no worries. But Southern Miss fans, relax. Frank should be ready to go 
when they get going uh, for practice next week. The NFL training camps are underway now. Most of the rookies reported last week for all the NFL teams, but now the veterans have reported to camp. The Chargers have Justin Herbert now in in the fold for a long time with his, what, $252 million contract. But uh, then the question becomes, what will the Bengals be willing to put up to keep Joe Burrow I think it's just in a, stripes? It's a... a, a contest of who can pay whoever more i don't understand like five years ago nobody signed for this kind of money and then i think really who's getting the shaft here kelly are the running backs you know you you see some of these guys that are really going out there and i mean what other like what's your average nfl lifespan of running back three to four years that's correct productive years Yeah, productive years. that's it and after that you're pretty well just done you're just body but everybody ain't like frank gore you know what I mean? He can't – that dude, what did he have, 19 seasons of just – I mean, you look at a picture of him as a rookie and look at his picture when he retired, he's the same exact person. Yeah, the durability that that guy showed oh, you know, never hardly ever got hurt. No. You know, and that's unheard of. Um, but And, you know, remember in, in fantasy football, the running backs would always be the first guys taken. Yep. Um, but now you have to wonder, with the game switching to more of a pass-happy, you know, type offense, where, where the – Running backs are going to be taken in your fantasy football See, drafts I'm, I'm, this year. I'm a Josh Allen lock first, man. Josh Allen first pick. That's, that's I've had him for the last four years, dude. He's he, a quarterback, though. But he runs. He, he scores touchdowns running, too. I've, I always, kind of like you're talking about now, though, I always go, I've always had Josh Allen on my quarterback, but I always go wide receiver heavy. There's plenty of running backs, man, and just like you said, you may have the best two or three running backs, but they are going to get hurt. Michael Morgan says don't sleep on the Bears this year, Dakota. Come on. Have I said that? <laughs> yes. I don't think I've ever said that. I've been a Bear fan for 40 years. I don't think I've ever said that. I wait until the Super Bowl, then I start saying that was a good year. Yeah, don't sleep. Yeah, don't sleep on us next year. Yeah, right. Anxious uh, to see how David Carr is gonna gonna do down there in New Orleans this year to see if he's got a good crowd behind him. See, which Oakland's got a pretty good crowd. You know, they get behind him, but ain't nothing like that. Who that? But one of the things that that the Saints as a team have going for them is they happen to be in a what most people would would regard as a weak division. True, true. That's you know, true. Uh, I remember, you know, and we talked about this on the air one time. The reason New England was always the number one seed in the AFC in the playoffs was because they were in a terrible division. The Jets were awful. The Bills were awful. The Dolphins were terrible. Of course, that has changed. Definitely. And, and, but you've seen then how the Patriots are not necessarily the number one seed because of the competition. So we're going to be at the Dixie Youth Baseball World Series tomorrow more, uh, tomorrow for the uh, Eagle Hour at the Larry Doliak Complex in Hattiesburg. Good luck to all the organizers there. We know it's going to be a great World Series. Live from Ramey Motors and Power Sports in Purvis, I'm Kelly Sander along with producer engineer Michael Mergens. Thanks for joining us until tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Southern Miss to to the the top. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.